Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, howdy. Hello. Y'all ready for this? So, this is going to be fun because I am going to say the forbidden word, the forbidden YouTube word, right now in this podcast. And that forbidden word starts with L. It's luck. I found a channel, or actually, more accurately, uh, a channel was brought up here in the Project 24 um, uh, community here uh, about a channel that had gained 8,000, 8,000, 9,000 subscribers in about a month. And I thought it was a really interesting uh, point. I didn't actually respond to the thread, but it was so interesting that I decided to go and look at this channel and see what in the world was going on. Because you know me, I'm always interested, I'm always curious about just anomalies and, and standout things. And just, I like to ask myself, what happened? Why did this happen? Is this replicatable? Uh, is this something that uh, myself, you listening to this, is that something that you can do also? And what hints can be taken from it uh, to apply to our own channels, right? So I use that word very intentionally of, of luck because <laughs> the channel in question I'm going to attribute a good amount of their success to luck. Now, uh, I have to add asterisk to that and, and say, rarely is it just stupid, blind luck in that something still happened right, something still worked correctly, but how the channel maker themselves stumbled upon it might have been luck, right? But the actual principle in place is not luck. So I'm, I'm differentiating between it's not some like random, you know, lightning hit the right mixture type of luck. <clears throat> it's more that they were in the right situation and they stumbled upon the right formula to get the success they're going for. <clears throat> Sorry, bud. I've had a little bit of a, a congestion here. Okay. So the channel in question is called Virgin Rock. And you can look it up right now as of recording this. It's over, I think it's over 12,000 subscribers. So it's been growing very quickly. They have published, um, as of recording this, the channel has been around for like from channel conception. They started the channel a little over a month, about a month and a half. And they have published, I'm going off of memory here, they've published about 15, 16 videos. And so to have 16 videos, the video, the channel actually live on YouTube, like, per, like they said, I am signing up to for a YouTube creator account. Like that is what I mean when I say that. I don't mean like when they first started publishing. They started publishing shortly after they signed up, but it's about a month and a half old. Over 12,000 subscribers. They're doing pretty darn good. Now, that constant, So let me just give you what this channel is about, and you can look it up yourself if you want to. But the the channel is it's about there's so there's this lady, and she she's a very classically trained musician. Uh, so she plays the harp, she plays piano, she's done a lot of classical type of instruments. Spent many years of her life in this space, and. Not And the important part is not a lot of years of her life listening to what would be considered more pop music or rock music or metal music, that kind of thing. Um, for whatever reasons uh, that she's in the classical space and she's not very interested in it or she thinks it's not actually music or whatever the reasons are, right? Spend a lot of time doing that. But then 
the concept of the channel is called Virgin Rock, and it's her experiencing videos or, or music in the rock space from very well-known artists like Metallica, ACDC, that type of thing, uh, experiencing them for the first time and reacting to them. And then after reacting to them, doing uh, a few days later, doing an in-depth analysis from a classical musician's perspective of that piece of music. And when we say successful, so there's subscriber growth on this channel, but there's also a lot of views. There are um, at least one video of these 16 or so videos is over 100,000 views. Another one I saw was about to pass that. And it's a lot of views for this size of channel. Now, I look at that and uh, I, I say, okay, why? What, what's going on here? One is the luck thing. I think the right ingredients were put in place. They stumbled upon the right thing because from a thumbnail standpoint, from a production standpoint, from all of the things that we so often repeat, and I'll put myself in this bucket here, that I so often repeat, contribute to a successful channel. Uh, they are not present on this channel. And I think that is part of why it's working so well. Now, before you go off and say, hey, whoa, whoa, Nate just said break all the rules and do, do my own thing. The thing is, in many cases, it's best to know the rules before you break them, to intentionally break the rules. Uh, and, and there's a reason why we understand the rules. And I, I, we're talking about music here. I can, I can use that as an analogy here. You, you learn the theory for the music. If you're creating your own music, you learn the theory, you learn the rules, you learn how to play the instruments before you can start improvising and creating your own. And, and what I mean by breaking the rules. Uh, this channel does not give the impression that they knew the rules, but they're breaking them in the right ways. This is going to be crazy. Are you ready for this? Okay. So here is why. Uh, one, the concept of the channel is a very interesting concept, and it's one that can be explained in a very succinct way. Classical musician, very well-trained classical musician, listens to popular rock music for the first time their experience with that. So you've got an inherently, it's a very proven concept on YouTube that uh, reaction style channel, you know, doctor reacts to popular scenes from uh, shows or firefighter reacts to stupid firefighting scenes from movies. Uh, it's a proven concept. You put a, the representation, and, and I've said this before here in Project 24 and, and on channel makers, you put the representation of someone like a real estate, real estate agent uh, reacts to XYZ, uh, the, the worst tenants uh, in the world. Uh, you, you, it's a formula that's been proven to be very successful on YouTube. And it continues to be successful. Now, the concept of classical musician reacts to pop music is very good because there's potential for humor. Uh, there's potential for to see some sort of reaction of Something that's considered traditionally classical musicians are, are, are considered, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to offend anybody here. <laughs> if you're a classical musician, I'm also classical. I, I've spent a lot of time in that space. So I, I, I can, I'll pretend like I'm making fun of myself here. But classical musicians are often known as being stuffy and uh, like, oh, kind of snob, turn up their nose at pop music, right? And so to make a concept of a classical musician reacting to these really well-known songs by ACDC, Metallica, that type of thing, uh, is just a funny one because 
there's a lot of space for that to be like, oh, okay, this person turned up their nose at it, but then, okay, are they going to make fun of it? Are, are they going to say it's actually good? Are they going to say that it's stupid? Uh, what are they going to do? I don't know how they're going to react to it. Therefore, we've got a naturally intriguing concept for videos. The other thing is, uh, so, so we got the concept. It's easily definable. I'm not aware, of, not that I've done a lot of digging, but I'm not aware of a lot of other channels that fit the same bill. So it's built in when I talk about the right ingredients in place. First, the concept. It's easily definable, and the concept is very interesting. It's a naturally appealing concept. Next, the amount of experience it takes in order to produce, the, like pre-experience, there are years and years of experience that this lady went through um, from her classical training in order to produce this type of content. So it's more rare. Um, the, how many people have a YouTube channel that are classically trained that have 20 or 30 years of experience in classical music, and then all of a sudden they decide to make a, a YouTube channel about it? That The pool of people available to even make that type of channel is much smaller it's not a beginner pool. It's not a, a, a lot of other spaces on YouTube. So it contributes to this formula of expert in something reacts to some sort of pop culture. It's, it's a really good formula, and it's proving itself again. This is why I say, and I think I mentioned this on Channel Makers. I did the video, the top 10 um, channel, uh, channel ideas. I think that was the video. And in it, I reference... <coughs> This, this formula that's, it's basically this. It's if you have an expertise in something and you create reactions or um, interactions with another world and you come from it from the perspective of your professionalism or your expertise, you have 20 plus years in um, this thing. In this case, it's, it's music, classical music. You bring that together and it's a naturally interesting concept. So that's working really well for this channel. Next thing is, uh, she's, she seems like a nice lady. I watched through some of the videos. She's a nice lady, seems to have a great personality, um, but not afraid to do an in-depth analysis and explain why, that, why she thinks that song is popular, why it's breaking it apart, talking about motifs, talking about the, the artistry behind the song from a classical trained perspective, but a newbie trained a uh, newbie perspective for this song itself. It's kind of crazy. And so here, I, I was actually explaining this to, uh, Julia was asking about this um, before I was recording this. And here's the thing with this concept. <clears throat> the channel concept is a really good one, right? It's easily definable. I've, I'm repeating myself here at this point, but it's, it's a good one, but it also feels familiar. It's something that... It's almost like the type of concept that you just like smack yourself on the head and say, why didn't I think of that? That's a good idea. That's, what, that's, that's a good concept. It's, it's, it's interesting, all of that, but it feels familiar. It actually gives me a very similar feeling to the channel that totally exploded a while ago now. It was called Dad, How Do I? And the concept, you can get it just from the name, is this guy, he said, there's a basically I'm paraphrasing here, but he said there's a lot of life skills, a lot of people that don't have dads. So I'm going to just make videos teaching them life skills from their dad. You know, I'm going to be the quote unquote surrogate dad for these people. And 
and the concept was, it just blew up. People are like, oh my gosh, like, that's such a nice thing to do. It's such a nice thing to, how do I tie a tie? How do I fix a toilet? Like, how do I change a tire uh, from my dad? Like, that was the concept. And the thing is, um, there was a lot that went into that. I, I dug into a while back. I'm Again, I'm paraphrasing here, but it because uh, it, that channel was featured on a variety of news sources, it contributed to a greater explosion uh, than just on YouTube. And and so it it worked out well. But when you look at that concept, you say, is, is that like a totally new revolutionary concept? No, it's not. It feels familiar. And so I think the same thing is going on with this uh, similar, but same familiar concept ideas going on with this Virgin Rock channel. Uh, it's just like, oh my gosh, like that that's a funny idea because it's almost something that both sides of the spectrum, that if you're very classically inclined, it could be interesting to watch these videos and say, oh my gosh, like what does she think of these, these uh, rock songs? And uh, if you're really into rock, you say, oh, this, what does she think of, she's classically trained, what does she think of my favorite music? Like, both sides of the spectrum are interested in this concept. And so we've tapped into a popular area, that, an area that has kind of a diehard audience, the, the musician area on both sides of the spectrum, the classical side and on the rock side. And so we've got two audiences, we're marrying two audiences, we've got them combined into a similar channel and so uh, it's just, it's good. It's working. And this is why I've got to <laughs> say it again here. Luck. I don't think that this was a strategic decision by the channel maker to say, oh, there are two audiences that have, <laughs> that have very dedicated, they're very dedicated uh, fan bases. I'm going to combine the two. I don't think that concept went on. And also from a production standpoint, it's fairly basic. You can tell they've, they've bought, they've invested in a few different things like a microphone and et cetera. Uh, but it's, the production is fairly basic. The videos are long. They're fairly unedited, uh, but it's still working. The comments are all very supportive, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Now, um, I wanted to, I, I Let's, I want to take two directions with this. One is how much can be, well, actually, first is the issues I foresee with this channel. I, I, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I just did all praise. I see some issues, some potential big issues with this channel um, as it continues to grow. And then the other side is, are there things that we can replicate? So let's talk the issues first of all. One is, as good as the concept is, it somewhat has a lifespan, a, a, uh, an expiration date. That's what I mean. Because there's only so many songs you can listen to before it stops being so new, right? So we have, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this channel will somehow die at some point. I'm saying the channel will have to evolve to keep relevant. It's the same of like the concept of a channel that's, uh, let's say, uh, your girlfriend plays video games and the girlfriend's never played video games before. Now, that's a funny idea, right? It's girlfriend, girlfriend plays, I don't know, Elden Ring, whatever game, uh, Minecraft, whatever popular game. She plays it for the first time. Like, that's a funny concept for a video and you could do a lot of fun with it. But what naturally happens is as more of these videos are created, the expertise kicks in. And 
in this case, girlfriend now um, is better at playing games because she's been exposed to more. And so you have to evolve. It can't just be this goofy, uh, I don't know what I'm doing forever. And that's similar with this Virgin Rock channel I'm talking about. It can't stay the same forever. Uh, it, it has to evolve. And that's good. It's just we need to be aware of that uh, going into it. Another issue I see is the videos are fairly long because they are listening to the, in, in most cases that I've seen thus far, the entire song and, you know, pausing and talking about it, but talking about the entire song, listening to an entire song and, and reacting to it with very few edits. Uh, so we've got a video length issue. It works if the audience is willing to watch the entire 30 to 45 minute video. It's, it works if the audience is trained on that and they're okay with that, that's just fine. But expanding to new audience, if the video isn't inherently um, broader appeal or broader interest, then gaining new audience can be difficult with that style of format. Next issue I see is we're playing the entire song <laughs> within the video. That's gonna be a problem for, uh, from a copyright perspective. You can listen to it, and you can play the entire song. I'm fairly certain. Okay, it's gray area here. I don't think the artists would start issuing strikes. It's going to be a big issue if the artists start issuing strikes by saying, well, you're listening to the entire song. Like, you're, you're taking it away. I don't even want that song up. That could be a big issue because you get three of those, and this channel's dead. It's dead in the water. You're, you're off of YouTube, right? Now, um, a... Less bad scenario is copyright claims, um, which is much more likely, and I would not be surprised if this channel didn't already have some. Um, music tends to be, as of recording, is one of the quickest to get some sort of copyright claim or um, you know, being flagged by the, the YouTube's copyright system. It, music is almost the number one. If you use any sort of popular music, they catch it right away. They just boom, catch it. And so um, it's possible that, for one, from a monetization standpoint, they're going to be copyright claimed and YouTube partner program. Um, best case scenario is just some sort of shared thing. Uh, worst case scenario, they just take all your revenue and that's that. Like there's nothing you can do about it because you're playing the entire piece. You, you couldn't argue that I'm not listening to this entire piece and the audience is listening to the entire piece, right? It's one of the biggest issues with music, music reaction channels um, is this. Because if you're hoping to monetize with the YouTube partner program then, and you're playing the entire song, you're, it's, it's, it's why you could go the one route and say just play tiny, tiny clips of the song and then say, okay, well, I just listened to the whole song, but you didn't see me listen to the whole song. You didn't see my live reaction. And then you get lesser quality of a reaction versus the other side that's, well, it, it's this. It's I listen to the entire song and therefore I have the entire song and it can get copyright claimed and very rightly so. Um, so from a revenue standpoint, you know, we don't want to rely entirely on YouTube partner program revenue anyway. It's that's fine. But from another standpoint, I am I don't I haven't done an in-depth analysis. It's surprisingly hard to get answers on this. But if a channel consistently gets copyright claims, uh I, I have reason to believe that that might affect their rankings within the algorithm um, because it's the channel 
in, in that way, it's like a literal legal showing that you're not necessarily creating fully original content. And YouTube wants original content, not just rehashed content. And so I don't have, again, like I was saying, it's surprisingly hard to come up with answers for this, how the algorithm treats copyright claims. But there's a potential issue there because of that. Okay. So there we have it. We've, we've got these, these issues here with, with that channel. Now let's talk on, are, are there ways that this could be replicated for you and I, for our own content? The, this luck, this lightning strikes the right mixture. What can be done for our, our own? Well, <laughs> in a nutshell, I'm looking at, can you replicate this for your own content? On the one part, yes. On the other part, no. So let's talk about the yeses first. Can you create concepts for your content that feel familiar, that marry a few different ideas on YouTube that feel like, ah, this is a really good idea for a channel? Yes, absolutely. And so when I'm looking at my own content, if you're looking at your own channel, I'm looking at where are the, are there, is the concept of my channel an interesting one? Is it something that people want? And then are there additional dynamics or layers that I can put on my content that just give it that extra zhuzh, that extra pizzazz that make it extra interesting? And could a third-party person like Nate, could he look at my channel and say fairly quickly, this is what the channel is, the concept, just like I did with that Virgin Rock channel. It's cl a classically trained musician reacts to... Um, popular rock music. That, that's it. That's a single sentence. It's very easy to define. Could people do that with your channel? That's what I'm looking at. Now, and then on individual videos or within individual videos, are there ways that we can make this more dynamic and do the same thing I was talking about on a channel level, but for an individual video? Those are the types of questions I'm asking myself. Now, areas that we can't necessarily replicate this is if well, if you don't have the same training, et cetera, et cetera. But if your channel isn't one that lends itself to this sort of like, it feels like this person's just discovering YouTube and they're just publishing videos because they want to publish videos. That is one of the strengths that I see of this channel that again runs a risk of, of uh, being ruined over time unless they evolve correctly. And that is, they're, they're making videos, they're fairly low production, and people, by all accounts, like them because of that. So you can keep doing that, but just know that if you continue going this low production, hey, I'm just, you know, your friend making videos, then you're, uh, it's kind of the catch-22 of YouTube. You're limiting your audience growth. To a certain degree. Now, now hear me out here. Uh, limiting the audience growth because production quality and those types of things can be distracting for a large portion of YouTube viewers. If it feels like you're taking forever, like it's a real-time recording, it's 30 minutes long, and you're just taking forever to, to do this, to say what you're going to say, then you're going to lose a lot of people, and that's okay. They're, they're going to be attracted to different pieces of content. You just need to know going into it that you're okay with that. You're okay with the audience that you're attracting. It's funny because I um, I was on the mastermind yesterday uh, and I was talking with a, a guy, I, I apologize, I can't remember the, I think it was Relax and Learn Guitar. And um, 
who's bringing up, we were talking about thumbnails, but then it kind of branched into broader strategy on YouTube. And we were talking about how the current thumbnails on the channel were attracting, and I didn't go in and watch a few of the videos, but I'm guessing they're similar. They're attracting the type of audience that just wanted to hang out. They didn't want it to feel super high production. They didn't want it to feel like Mr. Beast-esque, fast-paced. They don't want those things. And we just had this conversation about if we're going to do that, first of all, we want to do it intentionally and be and realize that if we choose to keep going this lower production route, that we're okay with the audience that attracts. Are we okay with that? And um, based on the goals that we have for the channel, um, I'd be looking at this Virgin Rock channel and saying, it, like if they were to come to me and, and ask this, like, hey, Nate, what should we do? I'd say, well, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want out of this channel? Because if it's YouTube partner program revenue, you're not doing it right. Like we need to change some stuff. If it's uh, just to share something on YouTube and you don't care about the money, like literally you do not care about the money, then keep going this route. But if we're looking for additional ways, and in most cases, it's not a bad thing, but if we're looking for additional ways to kind of make it a side revenue or maybe a full-time thing, um, we need to be a bit more strategic on what audience we're attracting and how we're going to monetize it. What business-wise, business wise, yeah. Um, what are we going to do with this channel? Because if we just want, it, if in this case, I were wanting to attract a um, clients, let's say that um, I'll use this Virgin Rock one. I'm trying to attract classical music. I'm trying to teach people and do uh, I keep calling them consoles. What are they called? Lessons, <laughs> like uh, one-on-one lessons, uh, remote lessons. Let's say I'm trying to do that. Uh, that channel would probably not be the best as it currently stands to attract that type of audience because right now it's a bit more entertainment focused and it may not lend itself as well strategically to selling consulting. It's just another question I'm asking myself and the question you, you'd be asking yourself what kind of audience are you attracting with your current way of doing content? And is that where you want it to go? Is that the type of audience that you want to attract? Uh, so that's the kind of question I'm asking myself. And that's the kind of question I'd be asking you if you were to come to me and say, Nate, should I change this? Should I change this? It, it'd be this. What is your current audience, attra- the, the content, what audience is it attracting? And is that what you want? Does it fit the longer term goals you have? Does it fit the monetization strategies you have? Is the audience perception of you unprofessional, but you're trying to sell a very professional product or whatever you're offering to them? It's, it's a, a lot of things. A lot of things would be going on. And um, potentially, man, we could have a whole conversation about this. I'm just going to say this one other thing about this Virgin Rock. Uh, one of the best ways I would say to monetize for them would be a, a, a YouTube membership or a Patreon right now. As it currently stands, they could go ahead and not really change anything about their production quality and just start a Patreon and say, hey, I love making these videos. If you want to support me, boom, here, go, five bucks a month. Uh, that might be one of the best, the simplest ways to monetize. If they didn't want to change anything else, that would be the route I would go. So there you have it. I'm hoping this has given you some interesting thoughts. You jot down some notes, answer those questions we've been asking throughout this, and we'll see you next time.
Project 24 is product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.